0: Reverent, entertaining, cool. You are listening to L.A. Talk Radio. We say what we want.
1: You're listening to You're Not the Person I Hired with
0: Brad Remillard, only on L.A. Talk Radio. Welcome to Impact Hiring Solutions Live. I'm Barry Deutsch, partner in Impact Hiring Solutions, and I also have my partner, Brad Remillard, another co-founder of our firm on the line with us. We're in a retained executive search firm and best practice hiring company. There are a lot of shows out there that talk about uh, business issues, hiring, job search, What makes this show different from all the others is we just talk about hiring and job search aimed at both hiring managers, candidates, how to become more effective, how to reduce your time in the job search, how to find that right job. We conduct this show every Monday from 11 to noon, and that's our whole focus. You can participate in the conversation. All you have to do is call 818-602-4929. Again, 818-602-4929. You're not going to be able to hear us or participate if you block your calls. So when you call and you've got a question, please make sure you hit star 82 before dialing the area code. If you're a little bit shy, you're in an environment where you can't talk on the phone, you can also send us an email at info, I-N-F-O, at com. And Brad and I will get that message and we'll air your question on this call. Either way, we're going to do our best to get your question or topic discussed. Today's topic is in the job search, how do you generate referrals? Brad, would you like to start us off?
1: Yeah, I think uh, um, this is an issue that I deal with a lot. Uh, I run a executive networking group here in Orange County called the American Association of Senior Executives, and it's basically vice president-level, C-level people in uh, transition, and this comes up all the time. How do I get referrals? I'm so tired of working on the job boards. Uh, Nothing's coming off the job boards. I meet with people. One of my favorite ones is I get this. I would say this is probably the biggest issue I get when I meet with candidates, Barry, is they're burned out. That, I hear this all the time. I've met with hundreds of people for the last three months. All I've been doing is having coffee. I'm coffeeed out. I'm meeting, I'm meeting out and I'm just not getting the referrals that I need or getting the job leads that I was hoping to from this networking thing. And in fact, I think you'll see, we see that on our uh, discussion groups a lot is why people aren't getting the referrals and they just get burned out. So to me, they're just doing a bunch of activity without what, what I call networking purpose. They're not, they're not networking with a purpose.
0: And, and you raise a real good point is all the statistics and all the studies show that 80 to 85 percent of all jobs are found through personal networking. Yet we, you know, when you and I interview candidates, we find out that even at an executive level, we find out that their primary job search strategy is researching jobs online and then applying to those off the job boards. And and that really should be less than 10 or 15 percent of your effort. But But here's the key, I think networking in itself is not the goal networking is a means to an end networking is the strategy or tactics you use to generate job leads job referrals if you're not getting job leads and job referrals at a fairly high level and a large frequency then it doesn't matter what you do in networking so one of the things we're going to talk a little about is how do you set yourself up to begin to get those leads and referrals coming in and we'll also talk in this call specifically about how you do the ask for the referral. Sorry Brad, I didn't mean a, to interrupt you.
1: No, I think that's a that's a key point. I think most comp, most candidates that i talk talked to uh, uh, they don't they just been told meet people. You know, get out and meet people and they don't stop and think about the fact that you know from your experience, bearing my experience, I mean, sometimes two days, three days, a week later, that person they met have just completely forgot about them. So there's no lead generation. And I think one of the problems is just like as recruiters, young recruiters, beginner recruiters, I always ask we'll ask a candidate for a referral. Like, hey, who do you know? And in the networking meetings, they'll say the same thing. Hey, who do you know? And the referral because well, I don't know anybody right now. And uh, let me think about it and I'll get back to you. There's no strategy about how do I take this – networking, contact. And I like to say, how how do you take this contact and turn them into a connection? That's when referrals begin.
0: Right. And and I think there's six key steps. Should we start with the first one? Sure. Go ahead.
1: Let's talk about that.
0: The first thing you've got to do is assess the quality of your network. And one of the reasons that Brad and I have discovered that many people complain or lament the fact that Gee, I'm just not getting referrals, I seem to be doing a lot of work in networking, nobody's giving me job leads, is the quality of your network basically stinks. One of the things you first got to do is determine, do I have the right kind of people in my network? And, and that requires some introspection and going down through it one by one and saying, is this someone I want to be interacting with? I want to be trying to help in my network. Do they have the ability to help me back? That's Brad, right. your thoughts?
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, I think most of the people, first off, my experience is most of the people that I talk with have a very poor network, just to begin with. If you even look at their contacts, most of them are so poor, they're outdated, haven't been in touch with them in a long time. I met with a lady literally this morning, from 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock this morning. She has taken her – it has taken her two months. Of meetings and uh, referrals to meet other people to build a, a big enough network just to start now getting to the next level, saying, "Okay, who in this network can I now develop into a lead generation into the next level It's taken her two months, so you know if you're making i don't know if you're making fifteen grand a month, ten grand a month, five grand a month doesn't matter what you're making for two months she's it's cost her ten to thirty thousand dollars to develop that network. And now she's going to take another two months to really work it to start getting referrals. The quality of that network is something that is critical. And the sooner you can build that quality up to the right people with the right trusted advisors, with the right kinds of contacts to get you where you're going, it's going to take you a while.
0: You raise a great point there. Well, let's talk a little about what are the kind of right people in your network? Who who should be the kind of people uh, you want to focus on in getting in your network? And I think there's – there's three or four categories. First, do you have hiring managers who would be hiring for your position in your network? Have they been referred to you? Uh, are they at your target companies? Are you trying to develop a relationship with these people? There should be a group of these folks in your network because even if they're not directly hiring your open a role that you would fit into, they have a network Of peers, they can give you great insights into your search. So for example, if you're an inventory control analyst, you probably want to have a fair number of supply chain managers, material managers, inventory managers, production executives in your network that can help lead you to others through one or two degrees of separation. If you're a chief financial officer, you're probably going to want to have some presidents in your network. If you're a director of marketing, you're probably going to want to have presidents or vice presidents of marketing in your network. What Brad and I find a lot of times is your network basically consists of, you know, it's like the old, uh, uh, I forgot the phone company now, is it Sprint? You know, family and friends. They're not the right people who are going to lead you to the right roles. So one portion of your network should be, potential hiring managers who could hire you if they had an open position.
1: And I think you have to recognize that this is the most difficult one to build. And this is the one that typically falls apart when you land a job. And now you're in this job for 12 months, two years, six months, three years, that falls apart quickly. And it takes you the longest to build up. And is the most frustrating one because you come out looking for a job all of a sudden unemployed. And now... You don't have a network anymore, and, and this is the critical one to keep in touch with because it's the hardest one to build when you're in the job market.
0: Exactly, and, but you've got to build it up over time. It, it, this one can take you 6 to 12 months to develop. So when Absolutely. you're in your job, you land your next job. Keep in mind one of the things you want to do is develop as many network relationships with executives or managers who are one degree up the food chain from you. That's right. It's almost too hard to do while you're in the middle of a job search. Now, one of the ways to do it in a job search is many of the people you're going to come in contact with are folks that may be unemployed through networking events on LinkedIn, Twitter, some of the other social networking groups, some that are specific to your industry. You want to start to develop relationships with those folks that are, again, one or two degrees up the food chain from you in different corporations.
1: That's right, and I would tell you that, again, one of the biggest mistakes candidates make is not networking with unemployed people. They always think, oh, i got to talk to unemployed people. I've got to talk to employed people. Think about that. How many hours a day when you're employed, how many leads do you come across when you're working? Zero. In 30 days, you may get one lead. In 60 days, and if there's nobody in your company, you're not going to get it. But unemployed people, those in transition, how many hours a day are they out trying to uncover leads, find people? Eight, ten, twelve hours a day. Who's more likely to come across a job that's not right for them and refer you somewhere? Somebody in the job market, ten, twelve hours a day, five, six, seven days a week? Or somebody who is working with their head down? How many jobs do you come across when you're working? None. So don't exclude these other people the right people in transition as part of your network and making them strong connections because they're the people that recruiters call. They're the people that are building networks out there looking for that job constantly. They're the ones that will find a job not right for them but right for you.
0: And, Brad, that's really – that's if the first one you want in your network are hiring managers, hiring executives who would potentially hire you, the second one is this group of peers, whether they're employed or unemployed, who – they're not in the same job as you are, but tangentially or through a third degree of relationships, they might hear about opportunities you'd be interested in. Let me give a couple of Absolutely. quick examples. A couple quick examples. I'll come back to my inventory control analyst. Some of the people you might want to be interacting with and building a network with might include folks that are in supply chain, folks that are analysts or at your peer level in material management, folks that are maybe in um, production control, folks that are in the manufacturing department, maybe they're on the engineering and product development side because they're going to be at a peer level, they're going to hear about these other opportunities, but if they're not in your network, you're never going to hear about them. So that's Brad's point about even though they may not do exactly what you do, there's lots of tangential areas that they may hear about an opportunity. I'll give you one more example. Let's say you're a marketing professional and you're looking for a marketing job in a mid-sized to larger corporation. Well, one of the kinds of people that should be in your network are folks who are account managers at advertising agencies. Now, you're never going to go and work at an advertising agency, but those folks are constantly dealing with who might be your potential boss, and they're going to hear about opportunities at your level and might pass them along to you.
1: Yeah, I mean, Brad, I anything I also... you want to add to that? Yeah, I think don't ignore um, these other people in a play. If you're a marketing person, why would you not want to have a group of salespeople in your in your network? As a recruiter, I call salespeople. Hey, who's in your marketing department that you work with? I call salespeople. If I'm looking for a financial person, I'll call a salesperson because sales works closely with financial people. And most of the time, those salespeople may be in transition. Because that's the people that are calling me and connecting with me, and they want to help me. So I think it's silly for a bunch of CFOs, controllers, accounting managers to be networking with peer accounting managers, unless they're unless they're not right for the job. They're not going to tell you because they want the job. So unless you call them and you can say, you know, hey, I'm a controlling the guy says, hey, ah, it's probably not right for me. They'll give a referral, but a salesperson will give a referral to a financial person instantly a marketing person, an operations person. You have to be thinking about that first one, two degrees of separation that will give you that referral. And it's not always somebody in your functional area to do that.
0: Brad, why don't we take a minute, and so we might have had a few new callers join us. If you're wondering what we're talking about today, this is L.A. Talk Radio. You're listening to Impact Hiring Solutions Live. I'm Barry Deutsch. I'm with my partner, Brad Remillard. And our focus of our discussion today is on generating referrals in your job search. We conduct these calls, these radio shows, every Monday between 11 and noon. And if you'd like to ask a question or pose a question, you can call us at 818-602-4929. Again, 818-602-4929. Remember to release call blocking if you're using call blocking by hitting star 82 before the area code. And if you're not able to send us – I'm sorry, if you're not able to call in, you can also send your question to info, I-N-F-O, at com and join in our conversation and pose a question you'd like.
1: Yeah, I also Brad, would like to remind pe- people that, Barry, you know – our website, we have a lot of information available to people at ImpactHiringSolutions.com. We have two complete uh, audio CDs or downloaded files that are available just on the topic of networking, uh, one on advanced networking and one on uh, leveraging the Internet. Our book, which now you we'll ship to you for just the cost of shipping, we must have four chapters just on developing a network, Uh, how to network, how to get referrals from a network. Uh, There are so many tools available on our website, impacthiringsolutions.com. We have a complete job search kit available, a home study kit available that no other recruiter firm, no other job uh, career coach has available with the depth of two recruiters with probably between us, over 50 years of experience of how to conduct a job search to effectively reduce your time in search. These these tools and these resources are all available on our website. Uh, some of them are free. Some of them are for purchase. But if you need to invest in your search, there are no better tools available than at ImpactHiringSolutions.com, both free and some purchased through our books, our audio files, our... Um, resume writing kit and our job search kit are valuable tools for a small investment and i do mean small we are fractions compared to what you'll sh- what you'll have to pay on the internet uh, you can pay 250 bucks i think the ladders i re- reading an article ladder charges 700 bucks to put a resume together for 40 dollars you can get a complete two cd's you can get templates examples of what recruiters look for in a resume for 39 bucks you can't find a cheaper People won't even look at your resume for that amount of money, but that's available on our website, along with uh, an audio file on just what vital information is uh, missing on a resume, and that's free. It's one of the, one of our radio shows. So you need to go take a look at our website, ImpactHiringSolutions.com.
0: In fact, <clears throat> Brad. You just – and you might want to remind our listeners, you just wrote a great blog post the other day on um, why so many resumes get thrown in the trash and recruiters, HR professionals, uh, hiring managers don't even bother looking at the resumes because they just – they don't catch people's attention. I I think you called it only 5% of the resumes get looked at.
1: Yeah. Why does that happen? And, you know, what vital information is missing from those resumes? I have a whole blog written on that. We have an, uh, a free download of a radio show about what vital information. In our book, I mean, just our book, and you can get the book for free. Cost of shipping only, five bucks. We, have, we must have five chapters on resumes, examples. I take – I randomly picked – Four resumes, I think. I just randomly picked them from people. And I go through those resumes in detail what's wrong with them, what's missing, why as a recruiter you wouldn't look at them, what they should do differently, what they could have done to improve the resume, what would have made it stand out. And it's all there. And then it's yours basically for free for five bucks. So
0: great, if they great want to point. Take
1: advantage, they can take advantage of it.
0: All right, so let's let's move on, and now let's talk about the next category of people who should be in your network, which is what I'll call trusted advisors to your potential hiring manager. These are all the service providers and the people that are selling something to the person who could potentially hire you. And in many cases, if they have a deep relationship with that hiring manager or executive, they're going to hear about this opportunity before anybody else does. These are the kind of people that are going – they're playing golf with your future boss. They're having lunch. They're uh, at, at, at different events. They're taking them out to the ball game, going to basketball games. They have a close relationship, and they could be a great source of job referrals. I'll give you a couple oh, yeah, of be- examples. Go ahead. If, you, if you're a chief financial officer – again, we'll come back to that – controller chief financial officer – do you have people in your network that are selling you know the, the primary salesperson account manager who would be calling on other CFOs and controllers to sell accounting services tax services in many mid sized companies and smaller companies? The CFO and controller also handles the legal issues for the company. Do you have people in your network who are business lawyers that that handle those kinds of issues? Do you have folks in your network who are selling and servicing accounts for payroll services? I mean, I could probably, Brad, think of a hundred different kinds of people that are interacting and building relationships with CFOs. And if I'm an accounting manager or a controller, I want to have those people in my network because they may hear the kind of opportunity I'm looking for.
1: That's exactly right. I mean, if you think a CEO looking for a CFO, uh, maybe – I mean, I'm a recruiter. We're recruiters. We'd like to think it's a side. Maybe 10, 20 percent of the time go right to recruiting firms, but the fact in this economy, it's probably five percent. But the first place they go is, hey, I'll call my CPA firm, see if they know of a of a a controller or CFO. I'll call my banker. I'll talk to my financial advisor. Um, if you're looking for an HR person, well, let me talk to my payroll company, my benefits company, my uh, attorney, my my uh, legal attorney, our outsourced HR person, uh, yeah, our HR company. So recruiters aren't the first place they go. They go out to their service providers that they have a trusted relationship with, and they say, "Yeah, I'm looking for somebody. If you know of somebody, send them my way." And and that's where this hidden, what we call this hidden job market that we talk about in the book we talk about on uh, one of our uh, radio shows we talk about getting in touch with the hidden job market that's where this hidden job market is it's going to those service providers
0: great point okay Uh, let's talk about um, the next category that's on our list
1: okay go ahead
0: the next area is, do you have the right types of tools in place to generate referrals? Uh, what, what kind of tools should you have? I think one of these is you ought to have accounts on all the major social media sites. You should have account an account and um, have your profile fully developed on LinkedIn. You should probably be connected to just in the, in the few folks or the few categories that Brad and I talked about a moment ago, that's two to three hundred people that would probably be in your network, um, and you should be. There's a whole number of things you can do with those folks, but let's talk first about the tools. So, are you on LinkedIn? Do you have your profile fully developed? Do you have all your contacts in there? Um, Are you on Twitter? Are you on Facebook? Are you using social bookmarking? Um, Do you have all your contacts through there? Almost all of these sites now allow you to load either a web-based mail list, if you're using AOL or you're using Gmail or Hotmail, um, or your, your Outlook contact file to make sure all your friends, associates, contacts, and relationships are on there. Um, So so one of the tools is just the communication vehicle by how you're going to network and connect with people. Um, The other big tool is I find that folks don't use an effective tool to manage their network. It's down on a legal yellow pad.
1: Go ahead. They're all over the map.
0: Yeah, and the cost of a simple... Program whether you're using the, the free app from Google like their their contact manager, you're using a tool like Act, you're using Goldmine. Um, there, there's a wealth of these tools available. You need something that shows you who's in my network. How do I rate the quality of that person on the referrals? Did they give me a referral? Have I sent a thank you? When was the last time I touched this person? Um, you know how are they how are they connected? What's the quality of their networks? you need something to store this data because once you get past about 25 to 50 people it is impossible to manage a network un- and generate referrals unless you have some tool to effectively organize it manage it track what emails you've sent
1: well you have to you know what I what, what when you and I coach executives and we work one on one with executives and helping them you know we call it job search coaches we're not career coaches you have got to have a career and then we'll help you with your job search cuz that's you know, the one thing you and I know as recruiters, you know, the one thing we work on, I, I sit back and I get people start doing the, the, the classic sales uh, technique. You rate your, rate your contacts A, B, and C. Your A contacts, you're going to stay in touch with monthly through an email, and you're going to set up a uh, an email that once a month sends out, hey, no need to get back to me, just want to update you on my search. Here's an updated resume. I changed my bio. Here's my bio. Once a month, you're going to do that. Maybe your B contacts, you're going to do that once every other month, once a quarter. And your C contacts should be people you're trying to work into B be or your, be your A levels, but you're going to have this constant Communications with these people, and basically, when you've met with them, sat down with them for them to get to be a B or an A, you've asked them, Do you mind if I keep in touch with you once a month? Just send you an update, let's know I'm out there. And 99.999% of people will tell you, Sure. Uh, just And I don't mind getting an email that says, hey, Brad, just trying to, you know, don't need to get back to me. Just to let you know what I'm doing. Don't feel obligated to return this email. Uh, but just want you to know that goes a long way to developing a long-term relationship. and eye contact. I mean, not con- eye contact, uh, act, go goal might allow like to automate that basically.
0: Brad, let's, we've gotten a couple questions in through um, email. Shall we um, take one or two of those at this time? Sure. Yeah,
1: I mean, I see him coming in too. I just haven't had a chance to get to him. uh, But go ahead.
0: One of the first questions came in from Julie out of Chicago. Julie asked or stated, "I have thirty-five people in my network. I've got all my family members, I've got my friends that I know from college, high school, and all my previous coworkers. I've been looking for three months, and none of them are passing me referrals or leads to open jobs." Why? Why am I not getting referrals from them? Good question. You want to talk? Yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think one of the, the probably one of the key reasons behind that um, is you may not be asking the right questions, you may not be targeting and helping them. I like to use the term you need to help people help you. And if you don't do that, there's no reason for them to do that. So I like to tell them uh, or help them, such as guide them down the path where you want them to go. For example, instead of asking someone, uh, who do you know, or instead of saying, you know, Barry, uh, you know, I'm looking for anybody in a $50 million to $100 million company, maybe looking for someone in the accounting department, or I can do sales, or, or you know, I could be a controller, or I could be a CFO. Do you know of anybody? Help them. Focus it. Get them targeted. Tell them, you know, I'm looking for a contact in uh, with ABC company, XYZ organization, and I'd like to meet uh bankers i'd like to meet your cpa firms or anybody in the accounting department that might that that would connect them give them a target to shoot at so they can say you know what hey i can open my rolodex oh you know yeah we do have a cpa firm. i'm happy to introduce you to the partner or oh you want to meet a banker you can i'll glad to introduce you to my banker or you want to meet uh, the person selling us our software uh, um, er pieces i'll be happy to introduce you if you don't give them a target you just they are just shooting blanks, and they're not going to open their roll deck. You have to help them help you
0: great point, Brad. great point um let's take another question
1: okay
0: the take it, second question I'll take it Go ahead. second question that came in is from Mark up in Seattle. Mark said, "I feel guilty." Asking people for help. I think it puts them in an uncomfortable situation. I'm I'm very leery of doing this. What can I I do to overcome this feeling? I think one of the, the key things to overcome this feeling is to first start asking people how you can help them. And as you ask people, how can I help you in your networking? Is there something I can refer you to? Um, is there someone in my network on LinkedIn that you'd like to take a look at that, that might be helpful to you in what you're doing? You'll start to feel more comfortable asking for help in, in reverse after you've given them two or three ideas. You've sent them an article they might be interested in. You've referred and put people together. It just becomes a natural extension of, you know, sort of acting like a connector. You're helping me. I, I could use some help from you. And, and the key to remember, we'll talk more about this as we go through this, this radio show, is you always want to be doing as much as you can, being proactive, being initiative, showing initiative, going out of your way to help others in your network first. And as a natural outgrowth of that, they're going to want to try to help you. Help you. If nothing more, they're going to feel guilty that you've done so much for them. They want to try to go out of their way to help you
1: yeah i I think that's just it. i mean I, and and let's face it, they know why you're meeting with them. They're not stupid, I mean they know the purpose of the call. They know when you called them and they wanted to get together and then you're not working. They know why they're what would what, uh, they they've probably been through the same thing. I mean today so many people have in the last eight years have been through transition. the probability is that whoever is it is out there, and if it's a service provider like a financial provider, a banker. CPA firm I mean they're out trying to meet people too because they know when you land they're going to pick up the phone and call you and say hey Barry you and I met remember I helped you it's payback <laughs> and if you want to develop that you better give them payback you, you know you don't, you don't uh, just ask and never give I think that's one of the biggest issues with recruiters everybody wants to talk to a recruiter when they're unemployed but you know when all of a sudden they get a job and you've got a job opening they're not as helpful they're not willing to say, hey, we've got an opening for a VP, Brad. I know you helped me. Uh, let me introduce you to my CEO. All of a sudden, uh, phone calls don't get returned. Uh, so it, it works both ways. But, but, that's, but then I would tell you, you don't have a relationship with these people. They're not an A person. People you have a relationship with give you referrals and get referrals. And part of your goal should be to develop that relationship of trust uh, with them so they become a viable uh, connection for you but Kit, they know why you're asking uh, mark they know what you're in it for just help them and uh, give back and you'll develop a relationship not just a connection
0: excellent point brad why don't we um, stop for just a moment and, and let people who have maybe just joined us recently know what we're doing uh, if you're wondering what we're talking about this is la talk radio And you're listening to Impact Hiring Solutions Live. I'm Barry Deutsch. I'm here with my partner, Brad Remillard. We're a retained executive search firm and a best practices hiring company. On Mondays between 11 and noon, we talk about jobs and hiring. This particular program is about generating referrals in your job search. If you'd like to call in and ask a question, you can call us. And the phone number is uh, 818 Six zero two four nine two nine again, 818-602-4929. Remember, you have to release call blocking if you block your calls. The way to do that is to hit star 82 before you dial the area code. If you're a little bit shy, you're in an environment where it's difficult to talk on the phone, you can also send us an email with your question or thought, and we'll be sure to air it on this call at info, I-N-F-O, at impacthiringsolutions.com and then either Brad or I will make sure we get your question or topic uh, aired here on the call.
1: Yeah, and I would I'm going to give a commercial again. I'm not shy about this. I think our our uh, products are uh, the best on the market. You and I put a lot of effort into our our products that we try and design to help people and we price them at uh, almost cost i mean so i would tell you that if you're looking for networking and more information on networking how to leverage the internet how to leverage social media uh, we have free download radio shows that we've talked about that you go to our website impacthiringsolutions.com and download those free past radio shows you should consider getting our networking audio files or two CDs that we have, you should consider looking at our book. I mean our book right now is literally free. I can't knock it for telling it's giving you something for free. Five bucks to ship it. You gotta pay the shipping. So we're not gonna put any cost out. That's you're not willing to pay five bucks, you're not serious anyway. So uh five bucks you'll get a book written by two recruiters designed with one thing in mind. How what are the mistakes we you and Barry and I have seen over thirty years of recruiting and how you can avoid those mistakes. We talk about networking. We talk about re- generating referrals. We give you a networking exercises to go through to lead you down that path of getting, of going through this exercise that'll literally uh, get you the referrals you need and get you the generating of. Uh, uh, Expanding your network and stop you from getting burned out. We have examples on resumes. We have over 150 questions to ask in an interview, so you're ready to, to be prepared for an interview. It's a valuable book, and right now it literally is free. Anybody who doesn't take advantage of this, I got to. I don't believe they're serious about their job search, or they just they're not. They just think they know how they're doing it. And one of the things I will tell you that I see is, you know, in this world, we'll go out and get. Seek expert advice on piano lessons. We'll seek expert advice on uh, how to dance, how to cook, how to play golf, how to swing a baseball bat. But when it comes to our job search, all of a sudden, we're experts. Most people are not experts. You do it once every two or three years, and most people are nowhere near experts on how to conduct a job search in these very difficult recessionary times. This is the time to reach out to experts who have been doing it for 30 years, who have been through four recessions now, who have written the, the, the Bible, if you will, on how to conduct a job search in very difficult times. We did this because we can't engage every person one-on-one. It's impossible to go through this one-on-one. And it's expensive. If you want to do it, we have a whole university to do that with. But our book is designed to give you the tools to shorten your job search and cut it in half. If you make five thousand dollars a year, or ten thousand dollars, or hundred thousand dollars a year, whatever you make in that period of time, that's what it's costing you. The more time you spend in uh, looking for a job, this book will shut that. Will, will dramatically reduce that time, and it's available to you literally free. Amazon doesn't give you anything for free. They'll pay the shipping. You know what's, okay, we'll give you the book. you got to pay the shipping. So you need to go to our website, impacthiringsolutions.com, and uh, check out our book.
0: You know what's interesting, Brad, is there are many career coaches out there that are charging hundreds if not thousands of dollars to give advice to candidates that are involved in a job search. The the job boards, like you mentioned before, are now trying to develop marketing services where they'll charge 500 a $1,000, 750 um, to help you create a better resume, but there's no integrated source from recruiters who have lived and breathed this stuff for, you know, combined 50 years of experience. And one, one of the beauties of the things that Brad and I bring to the table, both both for our clients who are the hiring managers and for candidates, is that we've probably now met, I don't know, well over 100,000 people combined in the last quarter of a century. We've seen kids come out of school at 21, 22 years old. And today they're CEOs, senior executives, presidents, entrepreneurs of company. We've been able to discern why do some people create great job search campaigns and easily land outstanding opportunities and others flounder and flop around like a fish out of water. If you can capture that for 20, 30, 40 dollars, And avoid paying thousands of dollars and take two, three, four months off your job search. To me, that's almost a no-brainer.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll close with this. Most career coaches go to a weekend seminar or take a a two-week class, and all of a sudden they're experts. And we've been doing this for 30 years. There isn't a hiring issue that we haven't come across in 30 years, that uh, we haven't addressed that we've given this book. This book is by the experts who have been doing it for 30 years. I can tell you, talk to your career coach. Ask them, how many people have you put in a job? How many times have you sat between the candidate and the hiring manager and had that hiring manager tell you why they didn't want to see a particular candidate, what, what they didn't like about a resume? How many people have you had to overcome objections when they, when the hiring manager says, well, I like them, but, you know, they just seem a little weak in this area. How have they overcome that? We do that every single day. And we put this in this book for people to, to look at literally for five bucks right now. Can't get any better than that. And we're doing this out of the – literally, from a philanthropic standpoint, we're not trying to gouge anybody. We want you to have this information to shorten your job search that's our give to people. We just talked about Barry giving and getting back. That's our give to you in the hope that you'll reengage us in the future.
0: Excellent. Excellent point, Brad. All right. So l- let's move on in our conversation and I'll talk about uh, the next step. So so far we've talked about who should be in your network and we could literally spend hours in a radio show talking about it, one of the things you might want to take a look at is on our website, we have a service that we provide um, and there's some information around it and you're welcome to look at it where we actually do a strategic networking plan for, for clients, candidates in a job search, and help them assess the strength of their current network. So if you'd like, that's there, you can take a look at it. All right. We also talked about do you have the right tools in place, are you on the right social media tools, do you have the right tracking tools, are you set up to manage your network? The third area is personal branding. You have to make yourself attractive enough so that other people want to refer you to their friends, their hiring managers, their peers. Now, we're not, we're not going to belabor this. I think I'll just leave it at that because we're, we're coming up on the back quarter of our uh, radio show broadcast, but Brad and I have done a wealth of content around this subject. There's probably a dozen blog articles on our career blog. We've got a number of radio shows that we've done on personal branding that you can download for free, no obligation off of our website because we take all these radio shows and we put them up in our audio library. Um, in, our, in our book, Brad, Brad, I don't know, two two or three chapters about how to brand yourself from a perspective of a, a marketing statement, your resume, how to present yourself. There, There's hours of content on our website that will help you to start to do this. Brad, anything you'd like to add on that one?
1: This is one of the most important things I think people do. One quick strike because I know you want to move on, but Mm -hmm. I was having meeting a candidate this morning from whatever, and in the conversation, this particular person that I was meeting with, liked working with, wanted to get it, had a background in environmental, renewable energy, and that whole thing. And I'm in Orange County, California. And so I said – you know laura and she said everybody knows laura in fact in orange county you mentioned the word green and everybody said oh do you know laura and i said you know what that's a great example laura has branded herself in orange county that when the word green comes up whoever she's whoever you're talking to will say oh do you know laura and she's out in the marketplace but she has created this brand around herself. She has done a phenomenal job of creating this brand that when anybody talks environmental, green, somebody's going to refer Laura. It's going to happen. She has branded herself so well, and that's what people need to do. On our blog, I mean on our LinkedIn discussion group, we asked a couple of times, hey, tell us your personal brand. Let's take a look at your personal brand. And we got back people giving us paragraphs of their brand. That's not a brand. A brand is one or two short sentences, four or five words that make you distinct, and people are going to remember you like Laura and Green. And that's so. If you want more information, go to our join our LinkedIn uh, uh, job search networking group. This whole thing on branding, but branding is so important because that's how people remember you. That's how your A and B people are going to remember you. When somebody says a word, Green Laura comes to mind. When somebody uses a word, do you come to mind? If you do. You'll
0: get the referral. And Brad, that's a great segue to the next, uh, the fourth area of our uh, conversation here about generating referrals, which is what I'll call be connected. Um, Brad and I run a discussion group on LinkedIn. There's about 1,500 people on it. It's rapidly moving. Within a month or two, there'll be over 3,000 people on that LinkedIn discussion group, and. The level and the quality of discussions about job search, referrals, resume writing is extraordinary. Um, And and there's hundreds of these out there. Brad and I run this one on LinkedIn. You'll find groups on Ning. You'll find them in other uh, environments. You'll find them in specialty industries. The key point is get connected, get involved in the discussion group, start posing questions. You'll never know by your active involvement whether a potential hiring manager or someone that could refer you to a great job is also lurking or participating in that conversation.
1: Absolutely, yeah. nothing to a, add to that.
0: Another area is you got to start getting connected with others physically, and that means starting to attend networking events. Great example of this is Brad runs a executive networking group in Orange County, California. Um, every other week, Brad. Uh,
1: second and fourth Thursday of the month. Yeah.
0: Second, fourth Thursday of the month, how many people typically show up for that?
1: 35 to 40.
0: 35 to 40 senior executives that are in transition. And Brad, if you had to look back over the the history of that organization, how many people would you say as a percentage have actually found their next job just by coming to that event and interacting with each other and hearing about a job lead?
1: You know, I got to tell you, this blows me away. I don't even know all of them. I sit down with people, and I'll meet with them afterwards, and I'll say, well, how'd you end up here? And I cannot count the number that that I didn't even know this. People tell me, oh, well, I met so-and-so and so-and-so, and -and and they referred me. I'll say, oh, you met at the AAC? Yeah. I had lunch two months ago with a VP here working for a large, very well-known Japanese company. I had no idea. He's the VP of global something. And I'm having lunch with him, and I said, "Uh, gee, how did you end up here? And he said, oh, he went, I went to one AASE meeting. I sat next to a guy, and we were meeting. Uh, we had coffee afterwards. And it turns out he knew the VP of HR here, and I got the job. Now, I wouldn't even know that had I had lunch with him. But lo and behold, I said, so you got as a direct result to come to me. He said, yeah, that is a direct result. That happens all the time. It isn't about... The other thing I talk about in our book, which when we talk about the networking exercise, it's not about running to networking meetings and who can go to the, net, the most networking meetings. Because people can't, I mean, all the time, and I'll ask them, we, had a, we actually had a discussion group on this our, on our LinkedIn group, discussion group. You know, It's not about the number of networking meetings you go to. In fact, most of the time, you run into the same people. What it's about is going deep within an organization. I tell people, when I coach people, I'll say, look, you're unemployed. you're set. first 30 days, go ahead. Go to every networking meeting on the planet. Find out which ones are really in your target area. You don't need to network with administrative assistants. Just because there's 200 people at a networking meeting, that's a problem. If there's 200 people, there's only two people in that group that would be the real people to get you to lead, to the leads you want. You've got a, what, a 1% chance of meeting them probably it's gonna take you forever to meet those two people you may not want to go to that meeting again then take four or five max networking meetings where they really are in your sweet spot and go deep serve on committee make every meeting become a greeter serve on the uh membership committee get involved so you really get to meet people and and go deep within that organization meeting those people over and over again they will become your um your uh network and those are the people you want to network with barry and go deep in those networking uh, so we only got about two minutes left so we got to kind of wrap it up here we can continue this conversation uh, but we got about two minutes left anything you want to close with barry i
0: i think one of the keys also in generating referrals is to identify people who are for lack of a better phrase, influencers, connectors, they bring others together. I I mean, a good example of this is you and I. I mean, we've got networks on LinkedIn that are, you know, in the thousands of people. Um, We're active on Twitter. we're, We're on Facebook. And yet I find very few candidates actually link to us and then would ask for help in leveraging their network. I just had a call today. I had someone this morning call me, not call me up, but send me an email that says, I see that you're connected to this person in Boston. And and they're in the medical products uh, arena. um, And I'd like to network with them. Would you mind providing an introduction for me? That was so easy to do. Yet I'm stunned as to why more people don't connect to folks like you and I who have extensive networks and they can help leverage uh, their job search.
1: I agree. So let me just let, let me just wrap it up here today. Uh we'll post this program tomorrow on our website. It'll also be on LA Talk Radio. Uh we're talking today about how to get referrals and we've talked have gone over a variety of different ways that you can get referrals to that hidden job market. And you need to really focus on the hidden job market. Spend your time on the internet from ten o'clock at night to six o'clock in the morning, but from six, eight o'clock in the morning to five o'clock, be out there networking, meeting people, uh, leveraging their networks leveraging other people, going deep, and really begin to build. What I like to think about is every one of you should have 100 salespeople in your community or in your network selling you. That's your goal, develop those 100 salespeople. Uh, again, this will be available tomorrow on our, on our website. If you just joined us in the middle, you can download it. Uh, you're listening to L.A. Talk Radio. This is Brad Rumelard and Barry Deutsch. Uh, next week, an interesting conversation we're going to have. We're gonna talk about connecting with recruiters. Today was about networking in general. Next week's about how do you connect with recruiters and get recruiters to communicate and be a part of your network and be an integral part of helping you. Again, this is Brad Rimmelart, Barry Deutsch, Impact Hiring Solutions. Go to our our, our, uh, website for our free resources at impacthiringsolutions.com. And so until next week, Monday, 11 o'clock, when we talk about connecting with recruiters, uh, have a great week. Barry, thanks. We'll uh, chat with you next week. Next week, then. Take care.
0: Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You are listening to L.A. Talk Radio. We say what we want.